0: Leaders and healers, gamers and clamors, ladies and gentlemen from around the universe, from around the globe, from around the community, welcome to the Power, Purpose, and Passion Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Cheem, speaker, life coach, author, trainer, musician, singer, songwriter, friend, podcast host, ready to give you the best of what I've learned and earned over the past 20 years of being in this awesome industry of fitness, of health, of vitality, of self-help, of spiritual growth, and enhanced mental, emotional fitness. All those things I've integrated into one sort of unified sort of teaching, and uh, I've been obsessed with it so that I could learn it, I could earn it, and then I can also teach it to the, the many people around you. This podcast is all about helping you claim your power, clarify your purpose, and cultivate your deepest, widest, and highest passions possible, so ultimately you can show up as a more upgraded, advanced, happier version of yourself, and then give of yourself, which is the ultimate fulfillment, ultimate success, and that is to, as you grow, you contribute everything that you've actually Attained, gained, achieved, and realized, and sharing with other people the depth of who you are, and whatever way you decide to express it, and teach it, and educate others in in their own path. So, thank you for joining us. Um, it is again, I say this every every show. I am, I, I sit here every, at every podcast before I, we we announce the introduction of this podcast, and I and maybe tell you something. I I for sure, without a doubt sit here and go, wow, I'm so blessed to actually be on the show. The the title of the show is No Mud, No Lotus, and it's a Buddhist uh, philosophy, a Buddhist saying by the great Thich Nhat Hanh, very, very highly enlightened, advanced Buddhist teacher uh, from Vietnam. And, um, Martin Luther King was a huge advocate and huge fan of his work. Um, apparently he 's not doing too well apparently, but, but he wrote a book called "No Mud, No Lettuce and Transforming Suffering into basically your 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 highest spiritual awakening and i 've often said to people, they're two great change agents that 's great love and great suffering." And they just seem to go hand in hand. Where you're going to find great love, you're going to find great suffering. And where you're going to find great suffering, underneath it all, you're going to find great love. And without the mud, you will not get this beautiful thing called a lotus. Without the storms, you will not, as Elizabeth Krubel-Ross, get to enjoy the beauty of the carvings. That the winds and the storms make on the mountains. Um, A diamond under pressure cannot be formed without heat and pressure. Um, Nor can man or woman... attain their greatness without any scars or any wounds muscles cannot be cannot be grown unless it's put through extraordinary amounts of pain and resistance Uh, life challenges problems uh, that inevitably come in the form of relationships in the form of uh, mental or emotional dis-ease in the form of spiritual uh, lack of meaning um uh, it could come in the form of a loss of a job. It could come for, in the form of loss of money. It could, it could come in the form of loss of meaning and, and, and a desire to live this life. All, all those can be stepping stones or launching pads to transformation. I certainly have had my share of great love, great experience, but also great suffering as well. But I, what I've, I've begun to realize too, though, is that when, I, when, I do, when I'm going through a particular period of time where I'm not in control, I'm not in the driver's seat, and where I can't control it, that's particularly when the divine steps in and, and reveals his and her greatest power, the motherly, fatherly, divine love. And anytime I do suffer, here's what I've discovered too. I've discovered that anytime we suffer, there's this belief, there's this underlying belief that we as human beings are, are lacking in love, are lacking in, in, in this divine spiritual guidance. And what I've discovered what is the only way to try really transcend that is to actually let go of trying to control everything, to let go of, this, of the human's uh, interpretation of love because there's there's limitations to what humans can do but in divinity and spirituality in what god can do through us and work through us as the instrument of total love total perfection as as cameron said with god all things are possible it says in the bible and what does that leave out it leaves out nothing and uh, so the limits to the human human love but there's no limits to divine love and that's where I, I believe where suffering takes place, is so that we can actually dig deeper into and peel away the scars, peel away some of the wounds, and so we so we can dig deep. And as we experience that great love and that great mercy and that great grace, we then are brought to our knees, so we can be also partners in sharing that love. And I often every day, I I, I kind of say this as corny as it sounds. If you if you have children, you understand what I'm saying here. I I love my children more each and every single day I don't know how that's possible but I, I, I do there's no question I do I look at them with almost brand new eyes each and every single day it's almost like I'm, it's another blessing just to have them in my life and they're such a gift in my life and it's I in, in terms of human love I know that human love for my children is, it's not from, from a human form from an ego love it's from a divine place that I didn't think it was possible to love people as much as I love my children I mean, I love my wife, of course. I mean, we're, she's my best friend. And she's amazing, amazing, spiritual. Un, she, and I, I said in my first book, at the beginning of the book, you know, I have to study this stuff. I really have to study hard and work hard at doing this and practicing it. My wife, she just lives and breathes it every single day. Um, that's just, she's, and that's why her name is Angela. You know, if you take away the last A of in her name, it's Angel. She's been an angel in my life. But the point of the matter is, is that I... I look at my children and I, 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 I fall in love, love with them over and over again, but even deeper. And I realize that, that not, that's not human love. That's divine love it's experiencing and, and flowing through me as I look at them, as I look at the world. And the more I, more I pray, the more I contemplate, the more I meditate, the more I, more I seek and ask and surrender to the divinity. Um, and that includes suffering. Um, That means you just don't just lay down and just take it. But what I'm saying is allow yourself the breathing room and the space to create that space, to create that sort of separation between you and suffering and and ask yourself the question, what can I learn from this? What can I really learn from this? That um, the wounds, the pain, as Rumi says, the wound is where the light enters. Where can I, the mud of this in my life, the mud that's creating the lotus You cannot create a lotus. If there's no mud, there's no lotus. If there's no pain, there's no gain. If there's no suffering, there is no love. Um, And I think, you know, in my own experience, I feel like I've... I wouldn't say I've grasp it at the deepest level but i'm certainly on my way there of understanding that suffering is a part of it and i get you, i guess you get to a point from this many spiritual teachers and the many books that i've i've read and the many people that i that, spirit, that have given me spiritual direction that suffering there there is no suffering when it, when it actually comes down to it there actually is no suffering um and 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 a part of that path is understanding who you are what you came from the source of what you came from, which is divine love. If you came from divine love, then you must be a part of that divine love. Just a piece of it. And you're connected to that. And our job, I think, in my mind, where I am right now, is to seek, search, find, explore, and take that journey back to that, identif- to that identity that identification with the divine love and i think at that point in time you'll have this amazing awakening this unity consciousness as as enlightened people enlightened beings have experienced and you'll start to realize this this meat suit this skin encapsulated ego is just our temporary housing place and that's it there's no birth there's no death there's 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 there's, there's form and formless but they are one there's no separ- separation between the two so Anyways, I want to find a tangent there. I uh, <laughs> I just thought it would be nice to kind of discuss the no mud, no lotus. I know there's challenges that inevitably come, and sometimes they come in many different forms at une- unexpected times. I-, I-, I think I think you know it- it's. It's, a, it's very apparent and even in our physical bodies that way. if we break our bone, it's actually, it actually heals stronger at the point of the break, even stronger. So it's harder to break a bone in that same area because it heals and it's stronger in that area. Um, that goes for our character muscle. That goes for our soul muscle. That goes for our spiritual muscle. That goes for our relationship muscle. You know, anytime my wife and I, let's say we do have a fight and that's rare. Uh, I think we've probably had about five big fights in our life in 23 years of knowing each other. Um, But anytime we had a big fight and we resolved it, man, uh, there's a greater understanding, a greater love, a greater openness, a greater vulnerability, a greater respect and courtesy for each other's feelings, needs, and desires. And I have to say, that can't come out of just everything being great. And anytime I meet a a couple that it seems on the surface that everything is great, I know it's not great all the time. I know it's not great all the time. Just like you can't be happy 100% of the time. That our sad times, you know, I remember hearing a quote that said, "Our our our most our sweetest victory is directly proportionate to our most bitter defeat," and that the victories in life are often measured by our most bitter defeats and our biggest failures. Or, you know, oftentimes we look on the surface, and I've said this in my latest book, uh, "Love Life, um, uh, uh, Love Life, Let Go, Live Free Now." And in one part of the book, I write. Uh, you know if you look at the manure of life, you know manure is actually what cow dung cow cow crap right and you, we nourish it, we use it to nourish our fields, so every time you bite into an apple, just know that you're eating cow crap' as funny as it sounds, but the crap of life actually can can begin to nourish us and fertilize our souls right and and, and actually broaden our perspective in understanding the fullness of life and and the depth of life and one of the best ways to do that is actually sit out, in, you know, watching nature, observing nature, going out in nature and just observing the, the, the patterns of birth, of decay, of growth, of dying in nature, in ourselves. And I'm sure if you were to look at yourself right now, people that are watching this on either actively or passively, if you were to ask yourself 10 years ago, am I better than I was 10 years ago? What had to die in order for me to give birth to this new version of myself? It's like you install a software on your computer. Before you can install the new software, you have to what? Uninstall the old software, allow that to die, and then install the new software. So something dies in the computer, if you want to call it that, something's uninstalled, then you install a new one, which paves the way for greater installations in the future going. But the death of the old software was necessary to get to the next level. So there's a birth-death decay growth and there's always that and i think it was it was jesus that the unless the grain of wheat dies it's just a grain of wheat he mouths well just throw it in the fire it doesn't mean anything so death and suffering often peels our 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 ego uh layers our inner cynic layers and allows us to really um compassionately and carefully examine what's really important in life i certainly have had that in the past few years and I, I have I have bouts where I feel as though everything is perfect. And that and when I when I step out of the way and Cam actually was coaching me the other week about just not to, don't try to try too much and, and 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 creating this podcast. I remember him saying that to me. Just allow. And I was like, wow, you now he's becoming my teacher. It's amazing. And I feel like I'm allowing more, I'm intending more from the heart and soul of me, which creates abundance and opportunity for myself and others. Um, The words come out more clearly and effectively and naturally. And I think if we all were to live that life and not judge on just on on the cover of suffering um, and we go deeper and we take it deeper. I mean, there's an actual philosophy called uh, skepticism. It's not doesn't actually have the colloquial meaning that we give it today. But it's a Greek philosophy that you ask a question like, who am I? And then whatever answer you get, you don't just get stuck at the answer. You take the question deeper. Who am I? Who am I? And whatever answer, you don't get stuck. You don't stay with the answer. You keep on going. Or who, who is God? Who is God? Who is God? And then you take it deeper and you take it deeper. You're never getting satisfied with an actual one partial answer. And it's like when Buddha was asked, like, do you believe in God? And he said this. And I want to share this with you. He said this. It was brilliant. He said, you can't even contemplate the question. How on earth can you contemplate the answer? There are some people that actually believe in God who are good and other people that believe in God who are bad. There are people that don't believe in God who are good and don't believe in God that are bad. So what matters, and I think what Buddha did so well was going to the heart and the root of the suffering inside the mind and going going at it from the eightfold path. And I won't get into that today. I'm sure we can make a podcast about the eightfold path a bit. But in, in any case, I think... No Mud, No Lotus. It's a good thing to actually, Thich Nhat Hanh actually wrote a book called No Mud, Lotus. I really highly recommend you read any of his work. I've read a few of his books, uh, listened to a lot of his interviews. He's one of the most calming human beings on the planet. He was uh, in Vietnam and uh, was caring for the victims who were um, getting bombed by napalm. And he would take these people that were suffering and into, their, into his villages. And I think uh, it was Martin Luther King who, who advocated for him to win the Nobel Peace Prize at one time. And um, he, he is, he's famous for uh, sort of cultivating um, this thing called walking meditation. I would, I'm sure a lot of you have heard it. And it's basically a practice of just basically picking a point in space, like let's say 10 meters in front of you, looking at the space, and your intention is to go 10 meters to that actual objective. But then being totally... Taking your steps slowly and then contemplating each step very, very slowly and saying right foot forward and being totally aware of the muscles that are working and then the left leg. It's a very powerful experience. I did this about 15 years ago and I practiced it and it was very, I picked a tree about 20 yards in front of me and I just walked very slowly, you know, and just being engaged and being aware of the muscles that, that are necessary, the mind that's propelling my body forward and it's a freeing and liberating experience. Um, anyway, I got to okay, go off on a tangent, tangent again. But the point is, I think, I think if we get in touch with that, that, what's most important, we shift our meaning of life from everything's bad to this is serving my evolution. I think suffering can be your launching pad or the initial catalyst for your up. I hope, I really hope and desire for you that you're getting a lot from the show and each and every time you listen to what either Cam or I have to say, that it's breathing life and wisdom into your life so that you can go home feeling purified, unified, amplified and magnified. (laughs) So thank you for joining us uh, to your continued upgrade and evolution. Live it up with power, purpose and passion. God bless you guys.